Welcome into another episode slash video of Pod Slamma Jamma. My name is Andy Anes. Joining me as always, Day on Dunlap. Day on, how you doing, sir? Hey, all is well, man. Just hate that there's no sports going on right now. So for those of you looking for your sport fix, glad you tapped into us. Most definitely, although we are cranking up towards football season. If you're looking at it from the pro standpoint, just a day away from the NFL Hall of Fame game. So that means that football is right around the corner. We're marching up. Today is officially the day when Houston Cougars football team begin training camp. So there's going to be a lot of availability coming out of camp. Um, hearing from head coach Dana Holgerson and just getting a first peek at what will be the 2023 Houston Cougars football roster. Obviously, the first year as a Big 12 program. But today we continue our preview of the offense. Specifically, we're going to be focusing on the receivers and tight ends. Now, well, start with receivers first. Now, when it comes to the Houston Cougars team, the Houston Cougars football team as a whole, receiver very well has got to be the the one position group that is the, the mm-hmm. most well put together they are loaded you feel the most confident in heading into the first game of the season september 2 against utsa would you say that is accurate Dan? that's 1000 percent accurate i have no reservations about the wide receiver core what they can bring what we have how deep we are now it's just about getting them the football and allow them to make the plays and do what we all know that they can do so let's get into that position. Of course, when we look at the receivers, there's a few names that stand out, but the one that kind of rises above all because of its potential as of now heading into the regular season has got to be Matthew Golden. And we've talked about it over the course of the show. It sounds like Dana Horace and the coaching staff are very high on Golden's potential as well, but he very well could be that next guy in line when it comes to the success the Houston Cougars have had at receiver specifically the last few seasons on the Holgerson obviously when it came to Marquez Stevenson and then Tank Dell who followed after that and Tank Dell obviously got drafted and is seems like he's going to be making plays for the Houston Texans if you see some of the reports coming out of their training camp as well but you look at Golden he's very motivated he wants to be that next top receiver coming out of the University of Houston and just look at what he was able to do last season a season that he was battling some rib injuries as well that limited him through the course of right dab in the middle of the season but he still had a stretch of five straight games where he caught three or more passes and he had two games with 100 plus receiving yards he caught multiple touchdowns for the Houston Cougars He's got to be the one coming into the season that have you penciled in as receiver one, or could you see someone else be that top receiver? I think he's definitely receiver one. Um, He played a lot on the outside last year with Tank in the slot, and so I I expect for him to move around a lot more this year and definitely be that number one go-to target. There's no question about that. And that's interesting. I think it's set in stone because it's something that – Clayton Toon probably was the only player that I can remember last year, and maybe Tank as well, that only one number throughout the entire team. There was, oh, well, no, I take that back. Donovan Newton was number three as well. So was it only Tank who had number one last year? I believe so. I believe so, because now this year, I think, I'm sure Don, uh, Matthew Golden was like, hold on, I want that same respect that I want to be the only number two on the team in which he is. And so – I expect for him to take that next step. He showed all the tools in the toolbook, speed, power, hands. And he scored seven touchdowns last year, which I believe is a, a record for a freshman in Houston. Freshman. He did 
Yep, and he, he missed a number of games. And so I expect for him to have double-digit touchdowns and break over 1,000 yards. But he got some talent on the outside who um, will keep him from getting double-teamed and will allow him to get busy and get those one-on-one coverages. When you look at the receiving core, which, by the way, Dan, you were right, Tank Dell was the only number one a season ago for Houston. Uh, there's two other key returning players, and Joseph Manjack and Samuel Brown. Obviously, when you hear the name Joseph Manjack, you think about that crazy one-handed catch that he had against UTSA to open the season on the road. It was a key play to help Houston able to pull off that overtime victory against the Roadrunners. But again, another player who had his season just really riddled with injuries. He missed a most of the year he only played in five games due to the injury he suffered but in the games he did play he was a playmaker and you could tell that when he was on the field he was kind of like a security blanket for Clayton Toon someone that had built trust in he was confident in going to when he needed a big play and I'm glad you used those words that's exactly what I was thinking being a security blanket he seems like one of those possession wide receiver who once he gets his hands on it or hand on it and then he can make a play and he did show last year that a lot of promise. So I feel very, very confident that Joseph Manjack can come and have a, a big impact and step in right up in the shoes for some of the receivers um, that he's coming in and play, having his own role last year. And so I, I expect for Joseph to have a big year and have a bigger year with a bigger role because injuries um, plagued him a lot last year for sure. Now, the third name that I just uh, alluded to a few minutes ago, Samuel Brown, he's going to be entering his second year, and he had an impact for Houston. Again, it's just another position that's just loaded uh, for Houston. But as a sophomore, he had five or more catches uh, in five of the seven games that he played. Again, he only played in seven games, so it just goes to show how, how many injuries were a factor for Houston a season ago. But he had important stretches he had some key stretches where he showed some potential where he could you know maybe in any other team across the country he very well could be penciled in as a wide receiver one heading into that season no facts facts i think he's probably uh gold is probably one a he's probably one b because i think he has nfl promise i think you can't um he's one of those receivers who will pull coverage if you leave him one-on-one on the outside Houston should and probably will be able to attack that. And he will be able to exploit that matchup. Last year, he, he came up big and helped uh, Tank Dell a lot last year because of he was primarily on the outside. He showed that he could win those one-on-one jump balls. He'd go over the middle and make catches. He's really a complete receiver, and he's a different style receiver than Matthew Golden and Joseph Manjack. So I really, really love Samuel Brown's game. I think he's going to have an even a bigger year. And I expect for him and those two receivers, um, Matthew Golden and Sam Brown, I expect for those two to go over 1,000 yards. Now, would I be surprised if another receiver eclipsed that? I would be surprised. But I, I think um, Manjack will be close. But I think Brown and Golden, you could pistol them both in for 1,000 yards. But another receiver who I'm interested to see, and I've been hearing a lot about it's Stephon Johnson, the, the sophomore transfer from Oklahoma State. I think he may be that fourth receiver. And also Peyton Soar. He, he makes a lot of plays last year as well. So those two receivers, I, I'm going to keep an eye on for them and see if they able to play them well, play themselves on the field and make plays for this Houston team. For sure. Peyton Sawyer uh, was used here and there. He had a couple of opportunities. He 
could have was he made had a couple of nice catches um, for Houston last season. So I agree 100. percent They potentially have a chance to have their roles expanded this year. Now going back to Golden Manjack and Brown, one last thing about them: all three of those players are or have single digit numbers for this upcoming season. Which again, like we mentioned last week, we're talking about the defense. The significance of having single digit numbers under head coach Dana Holerson is pretty big, pretty enormous because that means that they have an extra added layer of confidence in them. They're expected to be uh, leaders for the football team. And very interesting, all three of those, all three, obviously, receivers, all three uh, with single-digit numbers. It just shows how highly the coaching staff thinks of those three guys. Now, when it comes to the receiving group, new faces uh, entering the program, Joshua Cobbs, who's a transfer from Wyoming. It was a very noteworthy get that Houston got when he announced he was going to be transferring over to the Cougars. And, of course, when you look at the freshmen, there's two big names in Jacoby Banks, who local product got a lot of attention uh, when he wow. committed to Houston, and Michael Harrison Pilot as well, or Mikel Harrison Pilot as well, who obviously joined the show as well, was a guest on the show. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to check out that episode on the archives. Shameless plug, but going back to those potentially could be two freshmen that maybe have some impacts as a freshman that we saw Matt Golden have a year ago. Yeah, Joshua Cobb, so I'm starting with him first, a transfer from Wyoming. He's a bigger receiver. He's another big receiver like Sam Brown, 6'4", um, over 200 pounds. But uh, Mikhail Harrison Pilot, I mean, a highly talented recruit, uh, just under six foot, 195 pounds. His tape, high school tape, highlight tape, he showed explosion. He showed physicality. He showed strength. Now, the wide receiver core is so deep, I, I, I want to see. Will he play himself on the field? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I think he's one of these young players who um, that Coach Hogerson will look to get some experience, look to get him experience as a freshman, but at the same time probably look to maintain his eligibility. And so I, I just I want to see him play. But Jacoby Banks, oh, my goodness. That kid right there has a, the elusiveness like Tank. I'm saying it. You hear it here first. He heard it here first. He has the in-and-out ability, the elusiveness, the quickness, just like Tank Dell. And I don't know how much playing time he's going to get in his first year, but he is dynamic with the football in his hands. I, I expect for him to probably be on punt return, kick return, or something, anything to get that kid on the field with the ball in his hands. But whenever his time has come, he's going to probably be in that slot and be – another playmaker for Houston and make a lot of explosive plays. I think Jacoby Banks is a – he's a name to keep an eye on for sure. I think him and Mikhail Harrison Pilot, like, I, like the receivers who we talked about to start, they all complement each other well. They're doing a great job of getting different um, body receivers with different skill set who can really be moved around um, throughout different positions on the field and all complement each other well. And so the quarterback position um, – has playmakers all over disposal. It's just about getting them all on the field. You only got one football. And so like some of these players who will have to be patient, wait on their time, but just trust the process. Keep putting in the work, trust the process, and know when their time's come, just come out and shine. Because Houston is a program that, as far as uh, um, wide receiver recruits, back from Demarcus Ayers to Stephen Dunbar to uh, Speedy Stevenson to Tank Dell and to present day now with Matthew Golden, these are receivers have had success at Houston and went on to play at the next level. So Houston 
is a program that develops receiver, and they have a system to where they have a system where receivers excel in. And so I can't wait to see some of these young names come in and make a name. I don't know if it'll be the first year in the Big 12, but as long as they stay patient, don't jump in the portal, wait on their time, I think Houston has a bright future for a few years with the wide receiver spot with some of these young guns they have. Now, of course, when you think of the receiver core, the receiver group, you think playmakers, another position that you might not necessarily think of as go-to playmakers, but very play very important roles, similar kind of to the linebacker position where they're kind of – we talked about it in last week's episode when we – preview the the defense how linebackers can sometimes be asked to be in coverage and also be tasked with stopping the gaps and and just wreaking havoc in the backfield of opposing teams tight ends are asked to do double duty as well obviously they play an important role when it comes to blocking when it comes to pass blocking even when it comes to run blocking and sometimes have to go out and run some routes and catch some passes now when it comes to specifically that passing aspect for the tight end position hasn't necessarily been that much when it comes to the tight ends uh, certainly not wasn't the case a season ago for Houston um, which was mainly led by Christian Trahan who is now obviously no longer on the roster as he moves up into his next phase in life but it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be the top person at the tight end position it's a lot of new phases a lot of opportunity for someone to rise up I mentioned Christian Trahan he was like I said the top tight end for Houston he only he, he only had 23 receptions for 237 yards over the course of the entire season for Houston so not necessarily a uh, go-to of volume receiver at the tight end position for Houston season ago. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes or if it remains the same for Houston. Again, like we've mentioned in the previous episodes, a, a Houston offense under Dana Horson that really wants to emphasize running the ball and controlling uh, the time of possession. Yeah, I, I think this year probably we'll see expanded role for tight ends, whether it's Matt uh, Barnes or Barnes, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, so excuse me for butchering your last name, but he played last year, made some routine catches, but I think this year would be the Titans will see a bigger role because of I expect the short passing game to really be featured this year. And so Titans have a chance to not only um, get a role in the running game and, and pass, I think it will expand the role in the passing game. So you got Mike O'Laughlin who transferred in from West Virginia, who's another big body tight end. So there's quite a few names on this list. I just think in this role that that, that they played over the last couple of years, I think it will be expanded this year, and they'll be accounted on a little bit more this year. Really, just to just to get some of those three or four yard catches to try to manage the down and distance. I, I think they'll be counted on um, a lot more this year. For sure. And then again, even if they aren't necessarily catching a lot of passes, they're playing an important role in being able to be sometimes even pass protection. There was a couple of times with the early struggles that Houston had in being able to pass protect at times a season ago, the tight end played in a very important position and being able to help the quarterback in that aspect. Another name to keep an eye on when it comes to the tight end group, in my opinion, is Mike, Mike Olagan, I believe is how you say his last name, but he transferred from West Virginia. Obviously he's going to, be a senior heading into the season similar to Tony Mathis in a running backs group but someone that coming in here potentially has a lot of experience with what Dana Holgerson expects and certainly as a senior is someone that come in here even though he's new to the program would have some form of leadership responsibilities for that group 
Right. And as an upperclassman, an older man around younger men, I mean, you expect them to have that maturity and, and that leadership. And um, he played with Tony Maddox. He played with Sam Brown. So I'm sure they're helping him. Well, I'm sure Sam Brown is helping those two get acquainted to Houston, get acquainted to the system. Now it's just about coming out on the field, using your experience to your advantage and come out and make plays where your numbers call. I think as long as they show that they're um, reliable um, in practice, that their role will be expanded like um, I presume it will be um, this upcoming season. For sure, and that's going to do it for today's episode of Pod Slamma Jamma. We previewed the receiving group and the tight end's position as well. As always, thank you for making Pod Slamma Jamma a part of your day. We can never say thank you enough. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you are new to the channel or if you are a returning supporter of the Pod Slamma Jamma YouTube channel, be sure to hit the like button. It's the easiest way to support us. And if you're listening to us on the audio-only platforms, whether it be on spotify apple podcast or anywhere else you get your audio version of the psj podcast you can support us by giving us a rating and whatever you feel we deserve but hopefully you feel that we've done a good job to give us five readings on those platforms as well as always Dayon, you get the final word hey man it's simple two words when it comes to this houston university and that's go cools <laughs>